This is Critical Nonsense, our high lowbrow show about culture, science, and tech. This week, I ask everyone about what we can learn from aquariums. Aquarius? Aquarius? Woo! I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Life in plastic is fantastic. This is what a Joey sounds like. Once, twice, three times an Aaron. This is what an Aaron sounds like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is what a executive producer and come on Barbie, let's go party Jess Vander sounds like. Hi, this is Jess. Um, They were robbed. I know that we're probably a couple weeks late on this whole thing. But yes, Greta and uh 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 help me, Greta and Margot, they Margo. deserve their flowers. Re- happy for America Ferreira. Like, yep, props. It sucks that she's getting overshadowed. And like, yes, we will never have Kenuff of what's his face, Ryan Gosling. But still, come come on, guys. How 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 is this possible that you do the moral of the story and you've like in real life like what the fuck? And yet, and yet, <laughs> is this some incredible, like, earned marketing epilogue yes. to yes. the entire saga that has been Barbie? Like, wow. Like, I honestly thought we were, like, we had, it has had experienced its peak. We were like, wow, thank you, Barbie. Thank you, Barbie. And then it was over. But it's not over. And I was like, oh, it's not. Honestly, very impressed. <laughs> the problem with the awards is that, like, what is... Like, how do you define, like, best picture or writer? Like, the the issue is that there's it's just a sentence and it's free to interpret, which I think creates interesting things. But because of sort of the blockbuster nature of it, like, you know, no Marvel movies won. And not that this was similar to a Marvel movie, but I think in sort of its, like, conversation and the number of people that saw it and that it was intentionally meant to be sort of, like a mid tier, like not super light. There was complexity in it, but it wasn't super heavy. Like people are like, well, that that's like a summer blockbuster. That's like not a thing that you nominate, which doesn't need to be true, but like just shows like a flaw in the award system in and of itself. 100%. And as someone who has dispensed with awards since the first of many Beyonce snubs of all genres, I have very hot takes on this still, <laughs> which is not okay. Like I can't, not care about awards and care about awards, but <laughs> I live but in. You can't be a comedy and get an award. Like you should know that. Like that's that. That. Well, and that's it. Comedy and horror, the two categories, that never get there. And it's it's such. It's so it's ridiculous. But anyway, I guess that's not what we're here to talk about in this episode. We can consider this a. <laughs> ah! The house is clean. That was a comedy horror. <laughs> haunted house that, that was just a quick lightning round and now yeah we're to, yeah and i think we did it all uh jess yes i uh, a little birdie or fishy told me that you had uh an experience that sparked a thought for you that that you wanted to bring to the midnight society here on the podcast is that is that that's correct that's right thanks aaron welcome so we wanted to talk about fish <laughs> and I really had only one contribution 
to the idea of fish discussion, which is that a few weeks back, my brother and I went with my nieces to the aquarium. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were fascinated by the fish and it was a delightful time. But in passing, my brother and I had a conversation about the experience of going to an aquarium. And he said, what is the difference between an aquarium and just like a really high resolution screen? Like, what if you just, like, what if that's what it was and you just didn't know? Because it's still behind a pane of glass and you can't go hugging a fish or like testing if it's real. It's just sort of, it's contained in this way. And it was interesting to think about this because my initial reaction was like, what are you talking about? Like, it's, it's obviously not the same. Like, I, you have to be like, to go to see the fish, like in person, <laughs> because it's better in person. It's like, why would you put a book? digital like an ebook when you hack you can feel the book in person but then i started thinking about it, i was like aquariums are a unique test case for what is real or what is not real because of the very nature of containing the fishes we're not talking about how whether it's you know whether diving is the same experience but an aquarium kind of has these sort of constraints at least in the way that we conceive of it today and of course this broaches a subject of <laughs> Virtual reality, augmented mm -hmm, reality, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, technology mm -hmm, and its capabilities. And I don't know. I think there's a way that we can do this. So I guess I'm curious. What can we learn about reality from aquariums? So ridiculous. I love Just it. Not, so the I question, not year? like not like the broader like subject <laughs> is not ridiculous. Just the question is like so ridiculous. <laughs> This year, I'm just, everyone just pardon me and my unhingedness hey. in this new year. It's, it's, it's hard out here. Jess, I will always go on a long walk to a ham sandwich with you. Uh, <laughs> I think what it, thank you, Stephen Ebert. That was all you. Um, there is, when you, when you first brought this up, I got really excited because, I mean, there were a few things that popped around. One of them was a conversation that I had with a bunch of folks uh, over drinks a couple nights ago. Shout out to Dan uh, Aubrey from our design team. Um, but it was about like the Apple Vision Pro. We were talking about gaming in general and how like gaming and just AR in general, the fear that, oh my goodness, if I put on these goggles, I'm going to disappear from everybody else around me is like intrinsically a barrier. Like it, it does not feel good to be cut off from the rest of the world, like from the rest of people around you. And most entertainment throughout, like throughout history has avoided like doing full escapism. Like even when you're in a movie theater, yes, it's a gigantic screen that goes beyond what your eye can like, like uh, 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 interpret and everything like that. But you can still smell popcorn and bump people next to you. And like you can see exit signs that are around you. Like there are things that still keep you firmly rooted in the world you're in. And I think part of it is that when you throw on these goggles, you are like it's you can feel the fake escapism more than you can in other ways <laughs> because you're 
eyes and your ears are lost somewhere, but your nose and your mouth and everything else in your body is still somewhere else. And that's actually really disturbing. And so when I think about an aquarium, though, that's why I'm like, that kind of is just the story of how we exist. Like that, like the way that our brains just interpret a bunch of stuff that's going on around us and turns it into color, turns it into touch, turn like all the I'm, you know, I'm talking to a neuroscientist over here, so I know you got thoughts. And like all of those things, all of the the what is it, proprioception? Proprioception, the feeling of proprioception, proprioception, proprioception. Thank you. Um, all of these things are are the eight pounds in our noggin, just saying, let's interact with stuff around us this way, and you're going to interpret it this way. So, like the aquarium, to me, I think it is just an HD screen. It's weird. I don't know. I'm just then I close the door. What do you open one Uh, for me? What do you guys think? I think the the existence and base reality, right? Like if we consider, you know, if if we ignore questions like whatever, the simulation theory or things mm-hmm, like that, mm-hmm. and we like for the sake of this discussion, which also, by the way, I'm not like a pro Proponda? simulation theory. Hmm. I'm not a simulation theory guy, not me. <laughs> uh, the I I think like knowing you're existing in base reality with someone else is is a, a very natural experience. Like literally evolutionarily we're designed to build these like sense organs to interpret base reality. I think more interesting blurry experiences are being developed. Like, cause I, I think you're right, Aaron, right? Like if I have the vision pro or, or MetaQuest or, you know, any of the other like VR, AR types of headsets on, I'm like very aware. Like I'm, I'm aware that something's touching my skin in those locations. There's a certain amount of weight. My nose is not matching. My taste is not matching all of those things. Something like the sphere in Las Vegas or, um, uh, that floor pad that Disney has been developing that is the allowing you to yeah, yeah to to walk but not walk where you're you're starting to confuse more senses. You know the sphere is interesting because it is so immersive in at least your visual and auditory sense that you can be next to someone in base reality, touch them, whatever. But like more than one sense is being like uh, uh, triggered. Um, but like, I, I don't, you know, the idea of like, is the aquarium just that it's the different, it's like the same question as like, is it better to watch football on TV or in the stadium? Right. Like, does it just boil down to like a, a preference issue? Like unsure. Can we watch not football? Can we watch drag race instead? Is it, is it, is it better to watch Beyonce's (laughs) tour at, on film or you know in like the upper decks of a stadium is that the question i guess that to me that's like that would be the distinction between like is it better to go to aquarium or go diving like are you an act are you an active participant versus just an audience member those are almost like two separate experiences i feel like versus like two 
forms of audience membership, you know, where you're mm-hmm. just like a viewer, you're just watching. Like, I, yeah, and it's like, is there actually a world in which real, like, even augmented reality? I mean, yes, this is the premise anyway of augmented reality, where it's like, you are actually what if you're like creating more of a diving like experience that's even better than sort of like that just viewer type type one mm-hmm. it it all i mean it also it gets kind of hairy philosophical too about like i am i am going to bring it back to the simulation theory a little bit but like what is reality like if reality is perception then all of those things are they're on a flat plane like it doesn't matter they're all shades of the same thing like whether you see the fish or smell the fish or not or whether you're swimming with them or not like you're still perceiving it but when it comes to like what we consider to be like like what is our definition of real to then even modify it as virtual or even to talk about what we're intermediating between as far as what's going on inside of our brain and outside of our brain all those i mean you know it it requires that definition i also am going to really quickly corrections department myself that the human head is on average 11 pounds not eight i pounds. was gonna the brain three pounds so if you got eight yeah. pounds that's kind of scary <laughs> that's too much i didn't i i, I didn't want to slide my glasses up my nose on mm. on that one i almost made a comment of like maybe our brains because our heads are so big, <laughs> <but then> I, <laughs> uh, it, as my it, nephew it, likes to say you got baby head aaron you got a big old baby head uncle aaron he does that all the time <laughs> first of all and then also second of all to him yes um yes. It, it it makes me think of the like the joke, but where I learned it was from that David Foster Wallace commencement speech of like, this is water, right? Mm -hmm. The, the immersibility I think is like part of it of like, what are you choosing to be aware of and how deep are you aware of it? Um, And you know, the, the difference between an aquarium and a TV is like field of vision and sort of like if you're up against the glass it is like full field of vision that is like looking at fish swimming compared to in a tv set maybe like even a big tv in a room is 40 percent of your field of vision or something so it's like slightly more immersive maybe but when you're in like a vr headset or whatever like your ability to like uh immerse in an experience or get to the point of like being the goldfish that doesn't know that they're in water like what is water uh is is sort of like that line and i think when you're you know like the caliber and the quality like i'm thinking of just like the apple tv like cut sequences that might put you underwater or like a satellite view or hovering over a city or whatever like you might be like, it's almost like I'm there, but, you know, if you were in a VR headset, it would be more. And if you were actually in a helicopter or a, a submarine or something, it would be more. But there is like this, like, unca- uncanny valley zone that I think that we get into where you're just looking at a TV right now. You're like, this is beautiful, like, cool, like, fish are crazy, right? You know, like, 
oh, I did that is a cool color or something. Um, but at some point, I think Aaron, your point, your like idea of like my nose doesn't match, but my eyes are telling me like you're that's where maybe the uncanny yeah. valley exists, where like right. one sense is so well covered and another sense isn't and maybe we get that in other places like a candle right like if you get like some really great candle that smells like a coniferous forest or something you're you're like thrown memory into some experience but your reality doesn't match it and thus i propose uh just as law of aquariums <laughs> love or this love this take us some- there just as so aquarium razor uh principle <laughs> uh one of those the postulate um, of aquariums the postulate yeah right exactly um wherein because this particular experience controls for some of those other senses like it is primarily a visual experience now look there's gonna be other things you might get a make it a whiff of fish food or something you know there's a the children running around. I was about to say, kids farts. It's probably going to be kids farts. <laughs> right. But let's just, let's just control for some of those things and assume that like a lot of what is really cool about going to the aquarium is that it is just like a really incredible visual titillation. Is it actually perfect technological benchmark for how good AR or VR is? Um, to say, like, if it can create similar sort of, like, reality indicators for a human as an aquarium, then actually it's extremely high quality and it has come up the other side of the Uncanny Valley. What do we think? I So I think so. However, I feel like there's one component that's missing. Because I think that we've been talking about this a lot, and actually we have mentioned this, but we've been talking about a lot of it in terms of perception, so what we're what we're perceiving through our senses, immersion. Am I through that through the engagement of all those senses? Do I feel lost, or can I get lost in that? But I also think that interactivity is really, really necessary. Mm-hmm. There needs to be mm-hmm. some sort of feedback yep. or response to it. And I was thinking, yep. as soon as you start to like, you know make the fish respond to you and dance with you. That's when you know you're at the Ooh. aquarium. You know? Knocking on the glass like poke, 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 poke. <laughs> yes, which never do. Never do. It's so loud to those poor don't little do guys. Don't do that. so bad. Please and I And I think that like when you talk about other AR experiences or VR experiences, like that's kind of the thing that you're, that gets talked about a lot. And I think it gets funneled through a bigger theme of just like what feedback are you given to the environments that you're interacting with. So like, for example, two examples come to mind, maybe even three. Um, one of them is Soren at, it's at all the Disneyland parks at this point, Disney parks. And it, it they have a version of Soren World, but the big first one was Soren over California. And you get in this like giant hang glider contraption, you get immersed in sort of a three-dimensional screen. And as you're flying around, like when you fly over a forest, they spray like the scent of pine all around you. And when you go through, like there are other scenes that you go through and they're doing all Mm -hmm. this thing to get you lost in it. And it has been, it was a huge investment for the parks, but it was crazy because it was, everybody loved the fact that they could get lost in it. But the thing that took them to the next level years later were 
experiences that were interactive, where you as a participant, as a spectator, because even as a spectator, you're talking about like live events and live concerts, you give artists energy. Imagine being in a live concert where no one claps. Like the artist is not going to respond a certain way. But when we're sitting at home and watching on TV, we're not even like in the room. We're like making popcorn it's like, somewhere else. It's like, a, it's like a sim concert where the hands don't. Yes, <laughs> they don't touch. <laughs> the pixels are like, oh, this is really weird that they're not coming close enough together. But if you get them too close, it looks really, really weird. It's the whole thing. So anyway, I do think that's right. But I do think that the the type of feedback that you can give and throughout how many senses you can give that feedback is a thing that can kind of take it to a, that's where I think we get into that definitional mm-hmm. reality amazement. I, I think to, to the point too, like the, the pos- like we should call it Jess's or Vander's glass barrier mm. as the name. Mm. And I think it is actually that, the aquarium is on this side to all of the things that Aaron just said. Like mm. the aquarium mm. has not crossed yep. the threshold, a thing that yep. can beat the aquarium, right? And break, break yes. through the glass in the way break like a the glass. glass ceiling. Yes. Uh, th- so yes. I, I think this, the point is actually like the aquarium isn't doing it, right? Where you're saying like, why not just look at a TV, right? Like to Aaron's points about like interaction and immersion and whatever. It's like the aquarium's just on this side. Like it doesn't, right. it doesn't qualify. That is, that is, as one might say, next level. Like, <laughs> base, basically, like I was, I, I just pulled up this, this study that was, that was from like around 10 years ago. Where apparently, just spending time is uh, some article um, uh, published in the Journal of Environment and Behavior in 2015. Mm. Um, uh, is that spending time in an aquarium might just like make you feel happier? And they controlled. They were like, "What if there are no fish? <laughs> like, what if we just put you in front of an empty tank? Like, does that make you happier?" And they were like. Yeah, actually, that helps a little bit. <laughs> just like being being in front of like no interaction, just like water and you know rocks, and it's like nice lighting. It's like that that actually is a fine baseline. Add some fish, that's great. But it really there's a peak there. <laughs> it is is in fact the non interaction the feature and not the bug. Right, where it's it's sort of just like this pass. It's like the screensaver effect, right? Where it's just like, look at this visual scape. It's nice, but I don't. It doesn't ask anything of me. I don't have to be afraid of it. I have That's never just... thought about this in relationship. This has been a thing for years because I've always thought about SeaWorld, right? Because like in its earliest, earliest days. Um, you, you had an aquarium and a theme park and those are like two huge extremes aside from like a lot of concerns why you have roller coasters next to animals all day long. That's, that's Bush Gardens. We got to talk about it. Let's, let's have a convo. Um, but it makes perfect sense. Like that is like the, 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 the not interaction. It's like, you've got like the, the nothingness on one side and then you have this crazy this intense purely physical thing in a roller coaster which is like i'm going to throw your body around just to get a somatic response from you <laughs> like it's the it's the rice it's the rice taste the 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 like the 
in you know Chinese food, like bland is a taste mm. because it it acts as a foil to something salty, pungent, all those things. Like, what if we? <laughs> You, just, you know what? There's value. There's value and, in the blank. And life is is mm. life is like fully immersive mm. all the time. And actually, maybe the aquarium is like a break from the full immersion, and yes. that is why it maybe is good. Well, ooh, it's cool. It's dark for the ones that actually have the tanks that go all the way up. You're right. I'm. Yes. Can we go to the? I'm going to the aquarium right now. I'm going to the LA aquarium right now. I'll see you guys. <laughs> Just, coming to the aquarium. <laughs> Ciao. Just, I'll, I'll you have you have you landed on? <laughs> <laughs> a final wrap-up postulate credo law theorem constant. <laughs> I do think all of those and none of those or one of those, but I'm not sure. Fander's glass barrier, as constructed by this trio, but mm -hmm. co-opted mm -hmm. by me, is <laughs> <laughs> referring to <laughs> refers to sort of that aquarium-like experience wherein you are a viewer of something in sort of a passive, uh, not completely immersive and not really interactive experience that baseline provides joy and is sort of an interesting, uh, you know, and like true feeling of, it's like, this is a, this is a real experience that is comfortable. However, we also acknowledge that passing this barrier unlocks a very different type and may have some benefits and may also have some drawbacks type experience that is a truer reflection of the lived reality that we go through in our lives where there is complete immersion. There is a high amount of stimulus and that it also provides us a lot of feedback and in points of interaction, which, um, you know, may be welcome or unwelcome. And all of this maybe is going to be a future frontier after we after we crack this first glass aquarium wall, oh, it was really, it was really going somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, fish? <laughs> what is, is fish? Are fish? <laughs> Why fish? Critical Nonsense is a Sylvain Productione. Brought to you by Ur, Ur, Ur. I am not a fish and stop saying that to me every day. Goodbye. <laughs> We'd like to thank executive producer and member of the genus Mobula, Jess Vander. That's a manta ray. We'd also like to thank... <laughs> we just learned that today. Uh, we'd also like to thank... Um, sound engineer and you know what he's the purpose to my purpose uh, Alex Contell <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, we'd like to thank our programming coordinator and striped tailed lemur Les Jacobs oh and we cannot forget the uh, lovely pair of coconuts deedly dee that is Sarah Gilbert and Nora <laughs> Mestrich I don't know why I went jungle. I got lost because the lemur, it took me out of the water. So it, 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 it always falls apart here. Thanks, guys. Uh, and as always, thanks, Alain. Thank you. Thanks. Special thanks. Lemurs. Love me some lemurs. Too cute. True. Very cool. True. Also, ooh, little otter hands. 
Like, I Ooh, enjoy big thanks to Otter Hands. Mm -hmm. So sweet and dexterous. Yes, they do so much. They do so much. Special thanks to raccoons. You get a bad rap, but you know, like they're out here just trying to work their opposable thumbs to get by, same as the rest of us, you know? And on that subject, thanks to vultures and fungi, because if they don't eat it, who's gonna? <laughs> I don't know Did why I also walked out on a shirt. Who? Who's gonna eat that? I thought you said goo's gonna, that, and I was like, sure. fungus kind of a goo, so you know. <laughs> that's pretty good. Double entendre. Um, I, I, um, I want to thank, ironically, um, all city trapping, all city animal trapping in Los Angeles, California, who's helping me relocate some skunks and raccoons in my backyard. Um, they're really great. It's also really weird when you come home and you just see those little beady eyes looking at you like, "Hey, what's up?" We usually don't see each other. Can you get me the hell out of here? I don't like this. Can you? Oh no! All right, gotta call somebody. Okay, cool. Bye. That's the raccoon in the in the trap. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The humane trap. Uh, it's just a. It's just a. It's fine. Yeah, it seems pretty calm. <laughs> it's fine. All no. things considered. Yeah. Uh, special thanks to field trips, and that's it. All right, yeah. love you. Bye. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Ciao for now.